Praise God. Amen. Well, it's good to be here. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Um, we, uh, my daughter and I, of course, were gone last week, but I did get to listen to what was ministered last week, and um, it was very good. Praise the Lord, talking about honor. And actually, two weeks ago, uh, my notes were to be, what I was going to preach on was honor, and uh, we, we got directed a little different way a couple weeks ago, but um, after listening to uh, what my husband ministered last week, it just seems good to pick up from what I had a couple weeks ago, so we'll do that. Um, if you'll turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we want to start there this morning, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Hallelujah, Father, we are so thankful for your word today. We esteem it greatly. We're so thankful that it leads us and guides us. It illuminates our life. We're thankful uh, that we can see and know things that we didn't know before. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for the Spirit of God helping me today to minister what ought to be said. And we're so grateful for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 12. And we're just going to read uh, several verses here, starting in verse 12. It says this, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. Notice that. God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. Praise the Lord. We can stop right there for right now. Um, I wanted to, to uh, minister on recognizing or honoring your place in the body. Amen. Honoring your place in the body. Uh, in, in 1 Corinthians here, Paul's telling us, just like the human body has many different parts, it's still one body. Yes. And he compares the body of Christ to the human body. Well, that's easy. We all have a human body, so we can all get, you know, we can all understand and relate to this reference, right? Uh, and he says, if your hand decides, because, because I'm not an eye, I'm not going to be part of the body today, because I just want to be, I want to I see. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to touch and feel things today. Just because it decides it's not part of the body, it's still part of the body, right. you know? Right. It, it can try, have you ever had part of your body um, rebel? <laughs> yes. 
You know, you, you might have twisted your ankle or you might have broken something or hurt something and it, you know, it's in rebellion to the rest of your body. Do, does it affect the rest of your body when, when one part rebels? When one part, yeah, there, there, are, there are adjustments that need to be made right. when one part of the body isn't functioning the way it is supposed to be functioning. And Paul compared the, the body of Christ to the human body. And he's saying, God has chosen each one of us to be members in a particular function in the body. He has put us in the body in a particular spot. And unfortunately, there is much of the body of Christ who has decided, well, I don't like my spot. I don't want to be a hand today. I'd rather be an eye. So I'm just not going to come, bless God. I'm not going to show up and do my part. I'm going to be rebellious. Well, where, how does that leave the rest of the body? Well, to be uh, perfectly honest, it cripples them to a degree, right? You know, if, if you've all, you know, all of a sudden lost use of your arm, it's, it, it takes a while to get adjusted. <laughs> if, you lose part, if you lose part of your function of your leg, well, it's going to take some adjusting. It's going to take you longer to get where you need to go because you're not fully functioning. Right. And so for us as part of the body of Christ, it's so important that we understand and we honor mm -hmm. our part mm -hmm. in the body. And uh, as we were just saying earlier, uh, we need to consider our part in the body as, uh, as an honorable and uh, worthy spot. That, that, you know, I have, I lead a life of privilege. It's privilege to be where God put me. I'm privileged to be what God has made me to be. Praise God. And there is an element to, uh, to our job as part of the body to bring honor to our place. To bring honor, to esteem it highly. When we've taught on honor before, honor just means to esteem or put the proper value right. on something. You understand, uh, last, last week we ministered some on esteeming uh, those over us in the Lord and, and honoring, uh, you know, those who have helped you in the faith, and that's, that's one part of honor. But there is also this part of understanding who we are, who God made us to be, and honoring uh, the fact that we have a part to play in the body. Amen. And we need to bring our part. We need to be, uh, we need to be excited about bringing Amen. our part. We Amen. need to be uh, looking to how we can better ourselves so we can that's be right. a better functioning part. Amen. Um, when, when an Olympic athlete is training, you know, depending on what muscle groups, they, they, they train their whole body to uh, get ready for an Olympic sport, but there, it might be their arms, you know, if, what are they, shot put or something, it might be, just be their arms that carry the bulk of the strength, but they, they train their whole body. They want every part of it mm -hmm. in shape. Why? Because they don't want... Uh, their arm to have to uh, make up for a lack of strength in their legs or something like that. They want the whole body functioning at top performing level. And uh, Jesus said that when he returns, he's coming back for a glorious church. 
glorious, something that's full of glory, not something that, you know, uh, half the church is staying home on Sunday mornings because they don't really care about coming to church and, and they don't think people like them there, so they're just going to, they're not the eye, uh, you know, they're not, they're not being uh, seen like other parts of the body are, so they're just going to stay home and mope and, you know, complain about things. No, he wants a glorious church. He wants one that's fully functioning and radiating the glory of God, not just in church, but throughout uh, their daily lives. Everywhere they touch, people should be looking around and saying, there's something different about them. I don't, I don't quite Amen. understand them. Amen. I don't quite get them. You know, when I was, uh, I was raised in a, a denominational church, and when I was a, a teen, um, I loved God the best I knew. But I hadn't been taught the word on how to be born again. And there was this family that showed up in our church. They had moved into town and they came to our church and they were strange. They were always happy. They were always full of joy. They would grab your hand when they shook it and just look like they looked into you. It was like they were looking into the inside of you and sharing the love of God when they, when they just said hello. It was so odd. It was so strange that most of the church was a buzz about who are these people. Why? Because most of my church, the people that I knew, didn't, weren't born again. They didn't have the love of God shed abroad in their heart. They heard about the love of God and they, they were taught some actions of how to take care of the homeless and the poor and this type of thing. But all of a sudden this family shows up who's actually born again. And I mean, we were like foreigner, foreigner, foreigner. What? There's something strange about them. Why? Because they carried something different than the rest right. of us carried. They had the love of God on the inside of them. They were a functioning, living part of the body. Right. And it made an effect on me as a teenager. Wow. It made an effect. There's something different. They actually are living what we're just hearing about. And it took me until I got, I heard the word preached, I actually got saved, got filled with the joy of the Lord myself, got filled with the love of God myself. I started walking around like that and I said, oh, that's what those people were. I get it. That's who they were. They were full of God yeah. and it affected us. It made us all think something's different about them. What right. is it? Right. What is it? We should be honoring our place, esteeming and valuing our part in the body. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So he was saying, you know, we've got to be careful. We can't just look at other parts of the, of the body. You know, uh, some people just look at the fivefold offices and say, oh, well, if I were a pastor, I'd be a big blessing in this community. But because I'm not, I, you know, I don't have much of an effect. That's not what Paul was saying. Paul's saying, if you're an eye, be an eye. If you're an ear, be an ear. But do it to the best of your ability. If you're the foot, rejoice. Yes. That you're the foot and that your part is, um, you know, you're going to bring your part and do your part to the best of your ability. 
If you're the one who makes coffee on Sunday, praise God. That's what you do. Glory to God. If you're the one who shares cookies with your neighbor when they're sick, that's what you do. But rejoice in it and fulfill it with the best of your ability. Bring honor to your place because every one of us has a place. And that's what Jesus is looking for, a glorious church, Amen. one who every member takes part. Every member takes ownership and realizes the privileges it has in the body. Not jealous of one another, not just allowing somebody else to do the part that they should be doing because they don't want to bother or they think it's too insignificant for them. Praise the Lord. There was times I know my husband helped somebody move one time, and it was a terrible situation. They hadn't packed anything. They, they were um, totally disorganized, and I think it was you, and maybe Tyler was with you. Yeah, and um, it was just a long, hot, pretty terrible day. And these people that we were helping, um, they were mentally challenged a little bit, so uh, we were doing our best to, to help them, and, and he was in the car, or in the U-Haul, or whatever it was, that we rented, that we, you know, we were doing everything, basically, for these folks, and he was driving, and saying, Lord, what in the world? You know, like, how did I get myself into this? And the Spirit of God spoke to him, and he said, thank you for helping me move. Yeah. And he said that changed everything. The Spirit said, thank you for helping me move. If you've done it onto the least of these, you've done it onto me. What's that mean? Your part is not insignificant. Every, Jesus sees every part. Jesus sees every uh, touch that you bring to somebody, any encouraging word that you give, any time you radiate the love of God to someone, any time you, uh, you help someone along, Jesus sees that. And it pleases him that you're bringing honor to your part, to your place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 21 in uh, 1 Corinthians 12 says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our, and our unpresentable parts are treated with the greatest modesty. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, which our, our more presentable parts do not require. Sorry, I lost my place. But God has so composed the body, mm -hmm. giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Praise the Lord. We are the body. We, every single one of us, is part of the whole. Praise Amen. God. 
Now, I like to put together jigsaw puzzles, and um, I don't get to do it very frequently, but um, when I do, you know, you, you, you divide things out, you get all the straight edge, edge pieces, right? You, you frame it out, then you start putting into little pieces. Well, there's somebody in my house that thinks it's funny sometimes to go take a few pieces and hide them somewhere. I won't say who. And so when you're trying to, you know, you're looking for that one piece, that one piece, that, and it's not there, it's not there. Why? Because someone took it away. And so you can't finish your puzzle because a piece is missing, right? Well, he says it's because he, he wants to be, he wants to finish the puzzle. So he'll come. <laughs> you haven't done that in a long time. Praise the Lord. But what am I saying? Every piece, every part of the body is important. With a jigsaw puzzle, if you miss one piece, you, you, you kind of ruin the whole thing, right? Because you're always going to look at the one spot that's missing <laughs> instead of all of the rest. Every single one of us, we are individually members of the whole. And every one of us have a part to play. And it's important. And, and God wants us to bring honor to our part. Yes. He wants us to esteem our part. Amen. Yes, we're to esteem others in the body. We're to esteem those over us in the Lord. That's part of, of it. But we need to esteem our part. And, and so that means we've got to keep check on ourselves. We've got to watch over ourselves. So I want to just address real quickly three things that will help us to esteem our part in the body of Christ. And the first thing is um, we want to make sure that we are being an example. We are an example to those that are around us. We, uh, we need to realize that it's not just Sunday morning that we're a Christian. We're a Christian 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Everyone who's around us could be affected by how we, how we lead, how we show ourselves as an example. Mm -hmm. Just like that family, when they showed up and just shared the love of God with a handshake. I, I mean, that affected me. And, and we are, if, whether you realize it or not, you are an example That's to right. those that are around you. Mm -hmm. People are looking to you. They know what church you go to. They know what you believe. If you've said anything about being a believer, about being, uh, you know, part of the body of Christ, I'm a Christian. If you've said anything like that, they're taking note, even if That's they don't right. seem to be. Even if they're treating you with disrespect, if, even if they're jabbing you, they are paying attention. Mm -hmm to your actions. We are to be an example. That is part of honoring our place in the body. Yes. Understanding that what we do on Facebook, what we say on Instagram or Twitter is, is a reflection of you. That's right. And therefore a reflection of the body of Christ. That's right. Oh, praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. What pictures are we posting? What, what movies are we talking about? What, what things are we saying? Who are we, uh, uh, who are we blasting or uh, talking negatively about? Right? right. Uh, talking to me too. My, uh, you know, somebody posted something on Facebook the other day and my husband said to me, I so, wanna, I so badly wanna say, you know, they were talking bad about our country on the 4th of July, and he said, I so, he said, can I just get on there and say, then please move to another country? And I said, no, 
You can't get on there and say that. Why? Because what we say is an example for others. That's right. And so you, can, you might think it, but you can't necessarily, you shouldn't necessarily say it. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are to be an example. Glory to God. Um, Proverbs 5. Is this all right this morning? Thank you. Hallelujah. Proverbs 5. So important that we're, we recognize this is not a, a sad message or a condemnation message. This is an awareness message. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because God said, those who honor me, I will honor. Amen. And so if, if we're honoring our place in his body, as part of his body, we will be honored by the Lord for how we conduct our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. In Proverbs 5, verse 1, it says, My son, be attentive to my wisdom. Incline your ear to my understanding that you may keep discretion. You yeah. see that? Amen. That you may keep discretion and your lips may guard knowledge. Oh, Father, help us keep a guard over our mouth. Help us be careful with what we say when we're around others. Why? Because it matters. That you may keep discretion. Another translation says that you may appreciate good judgment. <laughs> that you may appreciate good judgment. It matters how you conduct yourself in your everyday life. Yes, how you treat other people, how you talk to other people, how you, uh, how, how you work with other people, praise the Lord. And then in Proverbs 5, I love Proverbs because it's so cut and dry. But he starts talking in Proverbs 5 about what, what uh, the ESV translation says, the forbidden woman or the prostitute. But it could apply to any uh, any temptation of the flesh, we could say that. And so in verse 3, it says, For the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey. What does that mean? It seems sweet. And her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end, she's bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps follow the path to Sheol. Well, just tell it like it is. Praise the Lord. She does not ponder the path of life. Her ways wander and she does not know it. And now, O oh sons, listen to me and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from that temptation. And do not go near the door of her house. Look at verse 9. Lest you give your honor to others and your years to the merciless. Wow. It's possible to give your honor away. Praise the Lord by how you conduct your life. I don't want to do that. What does it mean to give your honor away? You lose the esteem you had in others' eyes because of your conduct. Wow. Does that make sense to you? There are people that are watching you. They're watching me. And... If we take a transgressive move, if we take, you know, if I start posting something about Facebook, about a, a TV series that's full of filth, and people realize I must be watching it, well, I'm giving away part of the honor I once had in their eyes. Yeah, amen. Does that make sense to you? Yes. People, people pay attention. They may not say they are, but they are watching. 
They are looking, and honestly, people want Jesus. They don't know it, but they want him. They want the real thing. And if we are going to turn aside and start living like the world, they're going to look at us and say, they're no different than me. This is exciting, actually. This is good news. It's just keeping us straight mm -hmm. where we need to be so that we can be honored by the Lord and honored by others. Praise the Lord. So we want to be careful that we're not, that we're not giving in to the temptations of the flesh or transgressing in those ways because our honor will be thrown down Amen. if we do that. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We... Um, we're so thankful for the mercy of God. Mm -hmm. And understand, if you've messed up before in your life, or if you mess up tomorrow, there's mercy for you. And God will help restore you. But I so would much rather pull on the grace of God to live above the trials and temptations than have to call for mercy. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. We can live a completely mature, perfect life in Christ. Praise God. Yes, yes, yes. We can live free from sin. We can. The Bible encourages us to, and it wouldn't encourage us to live a life that's perfect if we couldn't do it. Now, that doesn't mean we won't mess up. It means there's going to be grace there, hallelujah, to, to live above, to live above. To live above. Praise the Lord. So number one, we need to remember we're an example. Number two, we need to keep the flesh under. We need to be careful. What we just read about temptations. We can't turn to those. We need to keep the flesh under. 1 Corinthians 9.27. It says, uh, 1 Corinthians 9.27. Hallelujah. Time always goes quick up here. It says this. But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Goodness. This is Paul writing. He says, I discipline my body. I keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be... What is he saying? Other people are listening to me. Other people... There's three different times in the New Testament where Paul said... Follow me as I follow Christ. Right. Be imitators of me as I imitate Christ. What's he saying? I am pressing in. I'm keeping my flesh under. I'm do living the, the fullest life I know. I'm honoring my place, and I want you to do the same. Mm -hmm. Follow me as I follow Christ. Well, how did he do it? He had to keep his body under. Amen. Now, can we look at a story in Genesis real quick? Is that okay? Genesis chapter 25, probably not a story you uh, meditate much on, but so very interesting. Genesis chapter 25, this is um, a story about Esau, Esau and Jacob. Now, how many know uh, Abraham, Abraham had Isaac, right? Yes. Isaac, uh, Isaac married Rebekah. Rebecca had twins. They were Esau and Jacob. Esau, Esau, I don't know how you say it. Esau was born first. They were twins, but he came out first. And so he was supposed, as the firstborn son, 
he had a privilege that Jacob didn't have. The firstborn had what they called birthrights. They were to inherit all that, you know, everything was passed down to the firstborn. They were to inherit the name of the family. Their lineage was the one that was kept. It was a huge privilege back then to have the birthright, to be the firstborn son. And here we see Esau and Jacob. Um, well, we can start in verse 27, uh, 20, chapter 25, verse 27 says, When the boys grew up, Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, while Jacob was a quiet man dwelling in the tents. Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, and Rebekah loved Jacob. That's a problem right there, but we're not going to get into parenting issues right, <laughs> right now. But verse 29 is what we're going to look at. Once, when Jacob was cooking stew, Esau came in from the field, and he was exhausted. And Esau said to Jacob, let me eat some of that red stew, for I'm exhausted. Therefore, his name was called Edom, which means red. Um, Jacob said, sell me your birthright now. Esau said, I'm about to die. Of what use is a birthright to me? Jacob said, swear to me now. So Esau swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew, and he ate and drank and rose and went his way, and Esau des despised his birthright. Now, this is just a little story in a very large book, and yet uh, Esau's mentioned in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. right. And it's not a good mentioning. No. It talks about how he despised his birthright, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how he gave it away for one bowl of soup. Wow. We're talking about honoring your place in the body. Esau didn't honor the spot he had in his mm -hmm. family. He was given a spot of privilege, yes. a place of privilege. Mm -hmm. And in, for the rest of the Old Testament, when people in Israel refer to their fathers, they refer to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. Esau's never mentioned. It was supposed to be Esau. He lost his place over one weakness in the flesh. Wow. One bowl of soup. Now, we've all been to the point where we're really, really hungry. We're all, we've all, but here's the thing. We've all been to the point where we're really, really tempted. We're frustrated. We're tired. We want to give up. We just want to let the flesh do what it wants to do. Mm -hmm. but, but we've got to have honor in place. Amen. Honor and the grace. If we esteem that place, of, if we honor our place in the body, there'll be grace to keep you from giving Amen. in to temptation. There'll be grace to keep you from falling into sin. There'll be grace to prevent you from giving up your place in the body. Yes. Praise the Lord. I wanted to read this story because, um, you know, we all understand that things like sexual sin, that type of thing, it's, it's bad, don't do it. You understand? But here, this was just a bowl of soup. He was really, really hungry. Wow. 
He was just really hungry. But the Bible brings out that he obviously didn't care enough about his place in his family. He said, what does it matter? I don't care. Just give me the soup. Just give me the stew. I'd rather have my flesh satisfied right now than deal with what is out there in the future. Esteem my place for the rest of wow. generations. Wow. He missed out because he let his flesh take control for a minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is not, I mean, there is so much grace for you to carry out and function in the body. And I promise you, there was grace for Esau to do the right thing, and he chose not to. This was not just one moment of weakness. This was a character issue for Esau. Mm -hmm. He didn't esteem his place. Right. And so he just threw it away when the, time, mm -hmm. when the temptation was there. Wow. If we will esteem our place in the body, when temptation comes, we'll, we'll have too much in us to want to give it up. Amen. If we'll esteem who we are in Christ, mm -hmm. when temptation comes, it'll be easy to say, Oh, I'm not giving that my place up for that. Mm -hmm. right. I'm not giving my rights up as a Christian for Amen. that. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. If Esau had esteemed his place beforehand, it would have been easy for him to say, no, I'll make my own stew, thank you. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty rude of Jacob to do that. <laughs> he, he was a deceiver. However, if Esau had had actually esteemed his place, he wouldn't have given it up for a That's bowl of right. soup, for some stew, That's for right. a momentary satisfaction. That's, mm -hmm. right. That's why it's important to esteem our, our place, mm -hmm. because we will have the grace we need when temptation comes. Amen. Amen. So this is not a sad message. This is not a scary message. This is not a message to go out and say, oh my God, what if I mess up? No, this is a message to go out, I'm going to honor my place so I don't mess up. So I don't yield to temptation. So I don't put that on Facebook. So I don't say that Amen. to that to my boss. So I don't, you know, tell off my siblings or my parents or, you know, my aunt or my uncle. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. We will all have opportunity to hold our tongue. Mm -hmm. I had it last week. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. You will all deal with people that aren't lovely but it matters how you conduct yourself. That's right. As a part of the body. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we want to be an example. We want to make sure we keep our flesh under. Paul said, I buffet my body. I keep it under. I put that flesh under lest I, glory to God, after preaching to others, myself should be disqualified. disqualified. Hallelujah. And the third thing is we want to be faithful. We want to be faithful. If we honor our spot in the body, we will be faithful to our place in the body. We're not going to say, I decided I don't want to be a hand today, so I'm just not going to show up. We're not going to do that. We're going to be faithful to be, find our part in the body. Where am I supposed to serve? And we're going to be faithful to be there, faithful to be there, faithful to be there. Why? Because my part matters. If the foot doesn't show up, the hand and the other foot and the other hand are going to have to do extra work in order to get the job done. 
We had, uh, you know, Dr. Dufresne was uh, one of our uh, spiritual mentors, and he, when he'd preach on the body, he would bring in a mannequin to, uh, to the church, and he'd take off the hand, and he'd take off the other arm, and he'd take off one of the feet, and he'd say, now how are they supposed to get their job done? And this is what the pastor looks like when part of the body of the, you know, the part of the sheep, the flock, don't show up. And, and the pastor's got to try and hobble around and, and reach everybody and do everything because the body isn't showing up to perform their function. Right, right. It's so important. Faithfulness is actually a show of honor. It's a show of honor. I honor my pastor. I honor my place. I honor my part in the body of Christ. So I will do whatever I need to do and more if necessary. That's right. Faithfulness is a show of honor. Hallelujah. Unfaithfulness is a lack of honor. Praise the Lord. So these are just three things to help Help uh, us locate where we're at. Are we being faithful? Are we keeping our flesh under? Are we making sure, praise the, God, praise the Lord, that we're an example to those that are around us, that we're leading a godly life? Why? Because we want to esteem our place. Let's just look at one more verse, if you would, in 1 Corinthians 11. 1 Corinthians 11, and then we can close. In 1 Corinthians 11, uh, Paul was writing about receiving the Lord's Supper, the Lord's Communion, and um, apparently in, in Corinth, they were doing it inappropriately. Uh, there were some people that were coming in and just eating a whole meal, and they were drinking wine and getting drunk, and there were other people that didn't have anything. And, and so Paul was talking to them, this is how you are to receive the, the Communion, the Lord's Supper. But it says in verse 27, it says, Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. Mm. Ooh, those are some interesting verses, aren't they? What's he saying? Yes, he's talking about receiving communion, but he's also talking about discerning the body, discerning the body of Christ, understanding your spot in the body, understanding the spot of your pastor, understanding the spot of others in the body of Christ. And he's saying, we are to make sure that we are doing our part, that we understand our part in the body. And he says that people that don't discern their part, that don't know their part, have opened themselves up to being weak, sick, and the, uh, other translations, some have died prematurely. Wow. The Bible doesn't give too many causes for sickness, but this is one of them. Not, he says, not discerning your part, but I would say it this way, not honoring your part. Not honoring our part. We want to bring honor to where God's called us. We want to bring honor to what God's called us to do. 
And that means we're going to do it with our whole heart. Amen? We're going to be an example. We're, we're going to make sure that we're faithful to where God's called us. We're going to make sure we keep the flesh under. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. God Amen. said, those who honor me, I will honor. There is such a, we refer back to last week, the rewards of honor. There's such rewards for doing your part, for being uh, honorable in your part. But we want to make sure we're keeping things straight. Praise Amen. God. Hallelujah. You can stand to your feet. God is faithful. Hallelujah. We're not going to lose our honor. We're going to gain more. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're going to do what we need to do. We're going to love God. We're going to be in our Amen. place. And we're going to consider it a privilege. a privilege. I live a life of privilege. privilege. Glory to God. Amen. It's a privilege to be in the body. It's a privilege to serve Christ. It's a privilege. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed. Amen.